Welcome to the NeuroLay Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Marcel Bell. In our first episode, we heard from an artistic director, visual artist, Delphine Perrault, and how she utilized EQ specifically um, when we look at self-regulation and empathy in our professional and profession- personal lives. Today, I'm happily joined by Jacob Hausa to explore EQ perspectives in the area of self and social awareness. Jacob, a neuro-language coach and licensed ELC trainer. Hello, Jacob. How are you? Hey, Anthony. Uh, I'm all right and a pleasure to be here. So thank you very much. Well, thank you for joining me. Jacob is joining me from Dubai. So the Neuroled Advantage podcast, I asked guests four questions or discussion questions, I should say, about how they apply neuroscience and positive psychology in their professional and personal life. So we're going to get started with our first question. Well, maybe I should define, again, emotional intelligence. Our definition here is the understanding the ability to recognize, understand, manage, and effectively use one's own emotions and the emotions of others in various social and interpersonal situations. So the first question, want to just ask Jacob, like how he defines self-awareness? Um, well, um, so self-awareness for me is, um, you know, the definition of it is in the phrase or the word already. So being aware of oneself. And if we want to go on what being aware means, so me personally, I think being aware is to know about my own emotions. Mm. Um, since the theme is emotional intelligence. So to know about my personal emotions, and I always love to bring in the the fact and the science which is neuroscience so knowing exactly what happens um when we feel emotional or when we experience different emotions um in the brain uh we hear sometimes um um you know about the chemicals and um, in the brain for example you know the dopamine so for me the more we know how these emotions work uh, where they are originated, what effects these emotions have on our mental, uh, psychological, and even physical, um, you know, being or well-being. Yeah. So knowing all that, for me, that is, um, in a way, the first step uh, to be self, uh, self-aware. Yeah. And I like this idea around emotional intelligence when we think about our strengths and our limitations and being aware of that. It's really, I think, it makes a big impact. So would you elaborate maybe or give us an example like how this might present this self-awareness in working with your team or leading your team? So as you mentioned um, earlier that, uh, you know, self-awareness uh, partly or starts with ourselves. And then the other part of it is the interactive part when we interact with others. 
and that is um, the workplace. So to know to know about my emotions, my abilities, how uh, to know how I am able and capable to manage these emotions, how much I understand about them, and then being place, it is quite important to 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 look at situations from the other person's um, perspective. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I know that certain things at work, let's say um, um, facing and meeting deadlines, could be quite stressful for me. So now I know how to deal with it, being self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, it is important at the workplace to look at the other person's perspective and to know what their capabilities are. So to know if, let's say, again, meeting deadlines is quite stressful for, um, you know, a colleague at work. And I know that this person might not be, um, you know, capable of dealing with stress. So now I have already reached an understanding. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't get frustrated with them. Um, on the other hand, I should meet them halfway, um, try to share probably what I have learned, and then hoping that will kind of help them as well look at things from my, my perspective. So, yeah, to sum it up, it's, um, you know, at the workplace, which is, you know, like small um, society or community, knowing that emotions have effects on all of us, uh, whatever I see from the other person or from other people, I should or I try to always, you know, find, um, let's say, if it's not the logical explanation, then let's say the emotional explanation um, for it. And actually, I'd like to add as well, um, we can go a, a step further to to understand in a way how to address people. Mm-hmm. How to what um, you know what uh, Doctor David uh, Rock um, his scarf model for me I really love this this model so right. a certain person might want or you know prefer to be addressed in a certain way so I go to that level and make sure that okay I address you the way you want to be addressed and therefore not to you know be not to be trigger myself to 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 that to that person. Yeah, and, and does how does it show up? I would say when you are when we're discussing feedback and awareness uh, are the implications of that, even the word feedback. Yeah, well, feedback. Um, you know, I think feedback starts for me personally. Feedback starts from being, you know, ready to accept first. Because if, if we think of our brains, we, the minute we listen to someone, uh, talking, um, discussing something or asking questions or our brains automatically go into finding answers, looking for solutions. And that's not really, uh, listening. Hmm. So for me, feedback starts from, uh, you know, in a way fighting with our own selves, not to go wandering with our thoughts. When the other person is talking, oh. once we get yeah, once we get that part done, and you know, 
um, it's in a way practicing being silent. And it's, it's, it might sound, sound easy, but really it's, it's our habit as human beings of, okay, I've got the answers, I've got the solutions. So once we harness that power in a way of the brain, not to keep wondering. Yeah. And now we are in a state of really absorbing, um, what the other person is saying. Um, and after that, understanding it and then only then start looking into, you know, to taking the, the next step, whether it's just sharing or, you know, answering the question. So yeah, feedback mm-hmm. starts from absolutely being silent and absorbing what the other person say, says. And then from that, um, you know, we kind of go into the next steps, you know, depends on uh, the situation uh, we are in. Yeah. And it's kind of uh, a, a bit uh, interesting about feedback because we know that feedback is important, you know, from the neuroscience, our perspective, yeah. especially around learning. Um, and then I, I think it, it may be, it, from my perspective, is not about specifically uh, feedback. It's about the setup and the way we do it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, traditionally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. And, you know, funny with feedback, um, sometimes we, from feedback, all what we need is to find someone who listens. Yeah, because we might think of feedback of always giving, you know, uh, correction in a way. Sometimes all, only by listening, um, the other person will start work, uh, you know, work on, on uh, um, you know, finding their own solutions. Yeah. If I can bring coaching here, right. so the feedback as we might, um, you know. Um, know it as giving back that's for me always a next step yes because sometimes just by giving that space of you know silence and and listening and then it what we will get is what might be as autocorrection so that person will correct themselves or find um you know uh, whatever gaps and work on them and that means that we don't have at that point to really give something back unless they, you know, they ask for it. Like after that. Yeah. So yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. And it ties into that self-awareness, right? Because we know, uh, I think when we kind of link it to the feedback, we, we're self-aware. Yeah. And again, we know our strengths and limitations is yeah. really, you know, processing what someone else's perspective is and being self-aware to know that, you know, you may disagree or there might have been, they might have missed something or your intentions were there and maybe it's a limitation. So I think on both sides of the feedback, the giver and the receiver uh, yeah. are self-aware, then they can, um, really have a better outcome when in that situation or in that context of giving and receiving feedback. So thank you on those points. I want to ask you uh, around something else that's very important in emotional intelligence, and that is social awareness. So how would you define that? And what are your challenges or benefits from your experience about being socially aware? 
Yeah, so when when we talk about social awareness, um, it's it's the biggest or the biggest scale of self awareness. So now you are talking about a group of people um, coexisting together. Whether it's um, it starts with you know with with our families, and then it goes the circle goes bigger and bigger. The neighbors, uh, um, and then the whole let's say village or city. Um, so social, so that's, that's for me is, is social, social awareness. Um, the benefits of, of social awareness, um, in a nutshell is to find harmony, which, which, which is, which is something comes, you know, after understanding. Again, that is self awareness, understanding our, um, abilities, capacity of, you know, as we're talking here about emotions and understanding the other person, um, you know, capacity as well. So that's, that's one of the biggest benefits is to get that harmony. Um, if you think about um, more, more benefits, you know, we talked about, um, the workplace we always look for, that power within a team so you've got um you know a team that needs to work on something so you've got workplace schools um self-awareness will help us or social self-awareness will help that team to really uh, perform as one unit as we always you know talk about how team is just not it's is it just a group yeah it's kind of you know uh, members of one group that have um, common goals and they share the strategies and the plans with the little differences between them. The overall is to get that um, team performance that we always, you know, look yeah. look for and yeah, yeah, and try to achieve. So that's yeah, I. I think these are two um, important benefits of of being socially aware. And in your oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. I don't go ahead. Yes. Oh yeah, I was just going to ask you uh, about the uh, how this maybe because you're in Dubai, and I know Dubai right. is a really international uh, place where lots of people are from different cultures, different social economic, who come True. there to collaborate and work. Um, so, do you have an example of maybe how this so being social aware has in a specific um, project or uh, that you yeah. have been working on? How does that present, and what things that awareness gave you to perhaps make the relationships, or as you talked about, teams be a bit more successful? Yeah. Well, um, funny you mentioned Dubai, and it's true. Yeah, um, in Dubai, um, you know, it's it's quite cosmopolitan, and I think self awareness, social social self awareness in in what I have witnessed here in Dubai is absolutely an example to be followed, and you can see it, um, uh, you know, from how people interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, something like, you know, um, smiles, politeness, uh, it's always there. Oh, okay. Absolutely true, yeah. And um, 
you mentioned a team. Um, an example for me that happens, you know, quite often. Um, so, you know, part of my job sometimes is to go with, with my team, um, to meetings. And, um, you know, being a, the manager of that team, um, of course, I'm, I'm always aware that I really want this team to f- perform well in, you know, in different meetings. Um, I always try to remind myself if I give the team, if I give the team, let's say the, the, um, the, the, the ownership to leave that meeting, definitely you are going to see new things during the presentation, for example, that you don't agree with. Yes. So, so now I am, you know, I'm sat there. And I'm trying really not to overcorrect, not to interrupt. And now I'm fighting with myself, just, you know, like uh, holding your reins and holding your horse, uh, not to really jump in. And that's always challenging. Yes, yes. now, yeah, the brain is telling you like, oh, my God, this meeting might not be successful. Um, I give them that trust. And almost always after the meeting, um, when asking, you know, clients and customers about feedback, you know, uh, talking of feedback, um, I get positive feedback about, you know, the approach my team um, took in that particular meeting. And with the things that I didn't agree with, but the client or the customer, you know, is really happy with. Yeah. And that's for me is a reminder that yes, you know, uh, being so self-aware, not to really jump, jump into, for example, conclusions. We almost always get back with positive feedback. And then for me, that is in a way, you know, uh, the success that as a team that, uh, you know, we were after. But can I can I just say that I think um, this is kind of what came up for me around what you were describing is is kind of how we measure success, and this is what I try to take away uh, from a meeting. And I think yeah. you kind of illustrated that that there will be the expectation that everyone is going to agree, everyone's going to go along with what you say, and then when yeah. you have that pushback, that debate, that is what the meeting should. B. And I, I, I personally think that that is what happens why when we have meetings fail because people start to shut down because of yeah. the fact that people are not in agreement totally with the, with the, your presentation or things, your, your point of view. And we have that kind of conflict. And I think yeah. that's, for me, is one of the reasons why we meet, right? Not to make a presentation about here's my point of view, here's my perspective, go out and make it happen. But we're meeting yeah. to with different ideas, we're coming in with different uh, thinking around specific areas, and being having that what we can call psychological safety is where everyone is feels comfortable with raising these issues that they don't quite understand or see. And it's not, I think, not just about a 
disagreement is a lot of time I feel is maybe, you know, some of the cultural um, issues or things that how we work and see things differently. And I think people are trying to understand. I try to keep that in mind. People are trying to understand when they're pushing back instead of just pushing back just to be, you know, disruptive. So, so, um, but I want to just ask you to explore a little bit on something you said that I thought was very interesting about Dubai and people are smiling and they're seeing the yeah. light. So you're seeing it showing up. Why, why do you think this is happening? You know, you know, that's, that's really a good question. And I think a lot of people who, who visit Dubai find this, um, in a way phenomena really, um, out there loud and clear. Yeah, I haven't um, been, but I heard the same. I heard the same. I even had family gone out to work reasons and things, and they kind of talk about this kind of ambiance there. So yes, as a person true. who's living there, it's not just yeah. a person who's visiting who picks it up, but you've been living there how long and, and you've been seeing this happen. So I'm very curious about why this social awareness seemed to be uh, accepted and people are yeah. cognitive of differences. Yeah, I think I think you've mentioned you've mentioned the answer in in this question. You said uh, accepted. Mm. So the idea of acceptance is so much pushed here, and in a way, acceptance really help helps us all become self aware that yeah, the other person is different. They have to be. And being different shouldn't be a threat. Yeah. Should it be, um, you know, something to, to really keep arguing about? Yeah. No, being different should be accepted and then we move forward. So the idea of acceptance here in Dubai, um, I think what I really have to say, um, you can, the reason is you can see it. Um, you know, among all different, uh, let's say, hierarchies. Mm-hmm. And this is right for people. So if I see acceptance happening, uh, if I see my manager at work, you know, really showing that acceptance and pushing it um, uh, forward, then me as part of his, his or her team, I would try to copy that. Yes. And you can see it sometimes, you know, even written everywhere in, you know, signposts, uh, wherever you go, schools, uh, um, you know, um, shopping centers, you always see these messages of, you know, accept, we are different, accept. And somehow that works. And we see it again, you know, all different, um, classes, you know, um, yeah. say from, the leaders are really, really, you know, all about acceptance. And they, you know, I think that's an example. Yes. And this makes really uh, Dubai, uh, you know, such a good, um, uh, um, you know, uh, place to to really uh, model mm-hmm. acceptance and therefore model uh, that uh, social self-awareness. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, so yes, um, the modeling behavior from the top and how that yes. looks. And <laughs> I love this word acceptance, you know, it's about, you know, and that's what I f- 
define for me the basis of EQ or emotional intelligence is that self self acceptance and then that self um acceptance of things will be different because yeah. you know accepting that that things will be different when you engage with different people the different places environmental things will be different and being able to accept that and accept responsibility for your you know what you're putting out into the world you know your emotions because those mirror yeah. neurons like you said are firing in the brain and so therefore when you talked about these leaders people are modeling and though they're expanding there's implications on how that triggers down to other people they feel uh, as you said inspired in a way to continue modeling that behavior and how has that maybe impacted you and your thinking around when you travel or in other places when you compare that to dubai right um well that's that's a good question um i think comparison with comparison we well i think um you know we should be a little bit careful mm -hmm. so because you might go you might get used to something and then travel somewhere else and then expect to get what you you used to um that's not always the case yeah um however i think you know getting used to acceptance um you know um um getting used to you know coexisting and um uh, really living in in harmony with all different um types of people um once you travel and then you get that in a way in your um uh what's called the performance memory mm -hmm. and then before you know it um other people start witnessing you and and really witnessing the same thing that you know oh you're quite um you know friendly or you're quite uh, so i think the best thing is when you travel without even the need to compare you have got this behavior imprinted in you and um yeah and then you know um if we go back to self awareness so once you realize actually that oh that behavior actually is paying off yeah so now you get into the you know the habit as well of you know um enforcing it and make it stronger wherever you go yeah and recognize that everyone's not going to have that same uh perspective or or not have that same ability because they're not in the same place and that's okay uh yeah yeah okay so now we're going to go to my fourth question and i think it mm -hmm. all kinds of ties up into what we've been talking about is you know the challenge and benefits and understanding the emotional triggers in a team and how you might uh manage that so my fourth yeah. question jacob is around compassion um okay. and how leading with compassion as you just discussed going to another traveling traveling to another place and understanding yeah. that 
you can continue and maintain having a self-awareness, I should say, and a social awareness. How do you see, what's your take on leading with compassion and the topic of compassion, which is so, I think, important in what you were linking to modeling behavior and acceptance? Yeah. Well, the good thing about compassion itself is compassion is a step higher Mm -hmm. and further than just um, sympathy uh, and or empathy. Yeah. So the good thing about compassion is having sympathy and empathy plus having that... um, attitude of wanting to get better to move forward um so definitely having this um you know model right in front of you as um you know as a person um as a leader as a family member just by having the thought and we know again from from neuroscience so thoughts influence and enforce what actions we might take so having that that in in our mind being compassionate um me personally um you know i do try um to always remind myself and um i find it always not just reassuring but always helpful that to reach out yeah uh to meet the other person um understanding or expectations or meet them halfway so all that you know um again personally within the family at workplace having compassion will help people as well see see it because it's not just what you think so people will see it and you are driven by it and then absolutely that will help us you know move towards uh more understanding um, could be even, you know, uh, quicker than we might, um, might have hoped. Um, so, yeah, uh, back to compassion. Um, absolutely is, um, let's, we can call it a model, really, to, yeah. to work back on, um, to, to force it as well, or to encourage it, rather yeah. than forcing it. Um, we can force it on ourselves, but to encourage it um, in others. So, yeah, compassion is moving forward with sympathy and empathy and being focused on solutions, uh, being focused on the positive, being focused on moving away from, you know, where dilemmas are or where issues and problems are. So that's, for me, that's, that's compassion and how I see it. Um, yeah. Um, you know, how I see it help, help, um, for me personally and what other people I'm dealing with. Yeah, I like how you describe it is going beyond the sympathy where you might feel how someone feel and you understand or try to understand their feeling, but the action piece, like yes. you say, going yeah. into some some kind of modeling behavior that you want to see, that's the action piece where how you might, you know, send uh, a message to someone uh who do you 
may know that's going through something. You understand they've lost someone, but maybe sending them a little text and or giving them a little <laughs> attention is that compassion where we feel the move to action. And I think a lot of times we try to strike this, if you kind of think about in commercialization, um, yeah. when we have see these images of people who are in need and desperate need, we want them to have people have sympathy, but we also, they try to trigger in action by giving a donation as well to that yeah. compassion, build a compassion to make some action or take some action. Yeah. So thank you, Jacob, for uh, your time and discussing these self-awareness and social awareness um, around the emotional intelligence. And just to close, I would just kind of like to say that more and more I've been and the research has shown that emotional intelligence is one, if not the main ingredient of success for leadership. Um, so we know that this can be taught to bring awareness to yourself. Uh, we mentioned a lot of points and benefits about being really emotionally intelligent around acceptance, having more self confidence because you're aware of your strengths and your limitations. Um, yeah. having these feelings of empathy that we discussed with Delphine and this self-regulation, knowing when to your emotions are maybe getting out of control and how you <laughs> might kind of, you know, co and we have to, you know, co-regulate sometimes, you know, especially with children, uh, help them to understand their emotions. I think it's very important. That's another good point. So emotions are there and they're nowhere to, to they're there to stay. Yeah. And, um, you know, we talked about acceptance, so we accept our emotions, yes. And then from there, we take it uh, further with the regulation, with management. And uh, so, yeah, absolutely. And uh, absolutely pleasure. Thank you for this interesting uh quite important topic as well. Yes, thank you. And just to say, you know, I think others ties up again to we know our brain is a social organ and that connectivity is very important. And we, as you mentioned, all of us have emotion and it's about uh, recognizing, perceiving, evaluating, and checking in to assess where we are and other people. So understanding how to keep that social organ in this optimal position and get the, the positive neurotransmitters firing to help us engage and have more effective communications and relationships. So now, thank you for listening to uh, the Neuro-Led Advantage. And remember to forge ahead, grow, inspire, and lead.